Yeah, yeah. Well, Josh, what's your praise? Starting off, I'm glad my kids are back. They've been gone all week. Uh, I'll praise the Lord for the safe travels. We did a lot of traveling over the week, and he protected us there, back, left, right, everywhere. Uh, There was a lot of wrecks on the road. Um, Also, I'll praise the Lord for, uh, you know, we went and did that that race. I know we should have been in church, but we was doing that race, and we had a good time. It was fun, a good experience. Uh, Neither one of us got hurt on the race, so praise the Lord there. And... um, there's more. I can't think of them. I'll, I'll come back. I'll start okay. right around. All right. Who else? Jerry. Yes. Got a, I got a lot of rest this week and wound up having a decent week also. Cool. That's pretty That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Who else? All right, Josh, go ahead. I'll praise the Lord. I got a call from Cutcher on a big patio we built. And so the patio was leaking. And I just, man, you got to be kidding me. So I drive out there, I'm thinking the worst, I'm thinking it's got a hole in it or the, the shingles are leaking or something bad. And when I get there, praise the Lord, all it was was her original shingles, a bit of it was kind of chewed up. And so the water was coming down in between the gutter. A little bit of caulk, good to go. I'll praise the Lord, that's all that was, it wasn't anything else. All right. It's always kind of wonderful when it's easy, an easy fix. All right, who else, anybody? I just want to praise God for a beautiful day. Yeah. It was nice. Cold but nice. Yeah. Cold but nice. We got Lisa up to Waco uh, in one piece, and I picked up the truck that I had loaned Zachary and drove it back down to Brian and met the kids, and we did some hunting. And yeah, Sherry? My grandson's six years old, and every day I'm. I've watched, been watching them for a few months now, and he sees me every day reading my Bible every morning on the phone and stuff. Granted, he can't read real good yet, but he's reading a little bit. He reads his Bible every day. Sometimes I'm missing him. I'm like, Tucker, where are you at? He's, I'm up here reading my Bible. Oh, that's But he sweet. carries his Bible around him, and he'll be, cool. I mean, he's that there, and he's six. Cool. So, and I think that's great. Six years old, starting already reading Amen. his Bible every day. Amen. 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 And they turned out really nice. So, who else? Josh, go ahead. I'll praise the Lord for the week that we had uh, without the kids. We got to spend some much needed time together. You talk mine. Uh, it, was, it was really, it was really cool. It was real healing. Um, both of us are learning our place in the household, where I'm the boss, where she's the boss, and how not to step on each other's toes, and just how to coexist better. Uh, the Lord has a big. Yeah. Big hand in that, and so getting to spend the week just working on that and loving each other was really awesome. Cool. Just being able to to look at business and personal and actually separate them for a week and not have that stress of one pulling one way or the other and kind of just, yeah. I don't know, enjoying that time. and Working together in business creates challenges in and of itself. So. Yes, it You call them that. Yeah. yeah. Are you calling me challenging? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious. You were one. Open mouth, ins- insert foot. That's good. Who else? Other uh, praises. I know Clarissa has some praises. Oh, man. So many praises. <laughs> yeah.
Well, go ahead, go ahead and share. It's your turn. We made it to Oklahoma and back without, you know, killing each other. So that was good. Um, with a car full of poodles and people. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody had a poodle on a lap. And they're not little. They're like 70-pound poodles. So that was a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, something really cool happened up there. And I, I haven't got permission to share it, but I'm going to do it anyway. So, um yeah. Let's see which one, which verse is that part? Of the, <laughs> and she will do him good. And uh, yeah. this is good for him. I mean, it's, I think so. I just got to praise God because He turned something that was bad into something good. Um, I don't know. Should I go into detail? Hey, this is it's your turn. I'm, sure. you know. Okay. Um, I can turn the mic off, but. So we went, we went up there to see his parents, and we dropped off the kids and. James had arranged for like him and I to spend a couple of days like just him and me like doing stuff that I love to do which he planned to take me to a state park that's nearby and camp out there and like be in nature and all these things but when we got there it was kind of late so uh, or by the time we had left his parents it was kind of late so he's like well let's grab a hotel for tonight and then we'll go to the park in the morning and there was only one hotel within like a 20 mile radius of this Chicota, Oklahoma, okay, and uh, so, uh, and it looked a little seedy, um, but it was the only option, and so we go in, and we asked, we asked to see the room, because he has fragrance sensitivities, and like, if it's fragrance in the room, then we just can't stay, but the lady was like, for my own safety, I, will, I can't show you the room, because it was a little bit late, and James is like, okay, whatever, so we just pay for the room, go in and of course like a bomb hits him fragrance when you walk in the room and we wait about 10 minutes try to let it air out and then we're like you know what this is not going to happen so we go back to the front and the lady is like oh okay well sorry about that and goes to walk back into the office like she's not going to refund her money and so I was like um you know I don't we don't normally stay in places like this so <laughs> I didn't say that but like so I mean I'm used to like if it's a fragrance thing at like a Holiday Inn or something, you know, they're, they're going to, of course, refund your money if you can't stay in the hotel. It's the right thing to do, right? So I was going back and forth with this lady <laughs> and just like, you, I know you're going to refund our money because it's not our choice. It is a health reason that he cannot stay here. Anyway, so she was like, you wouldn't believe the reasons that people come to this hotel and only stay like 15 minutes and then leave, yeah. insinuating yeah. that so I that's what you were oh my was yeah. a uh, one night stunt. prostitute or something. Yeah, like, I which know, I, I had no, I didn't even know that's what she was talking about until she said that. I was like, oh my gosh, never in my life. Has <laughs> anyone? I just was like flabbergasted, and that's how we left. And on the way back, we were just, we went back to his parents for that night. <laughs> and on the way back, I was like, "Can you believe like she said that to me?" And James is like, Duh. "I went back to his parents. I fell asleep in the morning. I woke up. And James had wrote this email to this lady that was like so long, <laughs> titled um, her worst." <laughs> And he went on and on, just like, it was a beautiful, poetic thing. Like, I mean, I just, he wrote it to me and I started crying. So, anyway. <laughs> Cue the waterworks again. Yeah. You mean like now or this? Yeah. yeah. So, um, God turned that whole thing around. Um, 
the lady called and apologized profusely. <laughs> and because um, he goes into scripture and what you know God says about uh, uh, you know my worth and all these things, and uh, and they of course refunded all of our money. Good. And uh, the place is called the Ambassadors Inn because they are ambassadors for Christ, and that's their mission field. You know, is what they're there for. These people who run this place. Anyway, um, so it was really cool because he probably never would have expressed all those things to me had we not been in that situation. So God turned like something that was like awful, like <laughs> um, into something that was really beautiful. And uh, even the lady's husband called James and thanked him for defending his wife and just um, how, you know, of an inspiration he was to him. And it was just cool. Just well, probably the coolest thing that happened that trip. A lot of cool things happened, but I praise God. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's Sorry, pretty I'm cool. Lost, pretty cool. All right. All right. Other praises. Now you don't have to top that one. It's just. <laughs> well, I'll read the email and then y'all never. <laughs> we don't be so crying, good. huh? It is so good. Yeah. So good. Next time I'll get an argument. You remember this email? Yeah. So, um, of course, we have some younger guys that work for us, and Josh has been. Josh has been doing Josh, and never like overstepping his boundaries, and the guys have been coming to him, asking him about Christ, and so Josh just speaks openly with them, and these are younger guys, they're in their, their early 20s, and so I've got to watch him do some pretty cool stuff, well not watch him do it, but hear about how he's done these things yeah. Amen. with these guys, and um, it's really cool to know that what we're doing is, is helping people without even... Being uh, bivocational is what they call it when preachers work another job or business or whatever besides their pastoring work. I've been doing that uh, my whole ministry. And one of the things that uh, has happened because of that is the opportunities to uh, minister to people just like that uh, are created by that. If you do business successfully and honestly and with integrity and all the things you're supposed to do anyway, it raises questions and people come to you for answers. Christ is that answer. It works really well. Really well. Who else? Anybody? Bob. Selene, so in bed last night, and I, I thought about how cold it was and everything and how you don't like the cold. <laughs> and I, I did pray for you. I prayed that God would just warm you up. He did. That's where you could get here today. I'm so glad that you're here. That was about the time that I went and checked the thermostats and turned them where I wanted them. And, <laughs> and I changed them back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I like being warm. People complain about the heat in Texas. I just tell them that's why God made air conditioning. I got cold enough in Colorado to last me my whole life. Coming to Texas was like, you've heard the joke about the guy calling heaven and it was so much cheaper when he got to Texas because it's a local call. 
that's just about right. That's pretty close. I tell people all the time that say they're from somewhere else, well, how do you like Texas? And they'll say, you know, how they like us. Well, my pastor says it's the closest place to Edward you're going to get. Yeah, it pretty much is. We don't play well. Austin is a land of opportunity. Probably has more centers per square foot than any other place in Texas. <laughs> so, you know, there you go. There you go. All right, anybody else? Okay, we're going to do something interesting today. At least I think it's interesting. This is uh, the beginning of James' letter to the motel guy and lady. Uh Proverbs 31.10, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. Now, I, I wasn't such a jokester when I was growing up, and I didn't really know anything about the Bible anyway. My mother's name is Ruby, so I would have given her a hard time had I known about this earlier. But The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. We talked about that. Uh, we did not go back to Proverbs 5 and look at all the things the Bible says about one aspect of that. The verse 12 says, uh, She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. And we had some fun with that one last week. How, well, basically, there's two ways to sin. What are they? Not, not doing what you're supposed to or doing what you're supposed to not. Doing what you should not do or failing to do what you should do. This verse is basically the antithesis of that thought, that, that principle. This is the, how to do right is, comes in two ways as well. She will do him good and not evil. Both ways. Get it done. Now, what we're going to do now, we're going to go to verse 13 and ladies, this will this will work your brains a little bit, and maybe the guys. I don't know. There's you know, it's hard to get theirs working sometimes. Uh, ours working sometimes. But uh, verse thirteen begins a discourse on how she does him good, and how she goes about uh, taking care of him. It's set in a pretty well ancient time frame. What I want you to do today, I want you to tell me what the modern day equivalent would be of these verses, starting with verse number 13. This virtuous woman, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Do you even know, do you know why she's seeking flax? I mean, wool's pretty easy. You know, people have been wearing wool for thousands of years literally uh, flax what do you do with flax you eat it huh you eat it no it's like flax seeds no so well you could eat the seeds yeah or make supplements out of it or yeah. something like that but uh, that's really not why she's looking for flax what is made from flax does anybody know I don't even know what it is Patrick. well it's a plant no? No, it's, it's more like a, a straw, isn't it? No? Linen, linen is made from flax. Oh, oh, okay. I thought it was a sheets, maybe sheets. Lace and sheeting. Yeah. So she's going after 
wool and fibers to make linen, to weave linen. And she works willingly with her hands. So she makes sure that her house is taken care of? Is this specific? She's providing clothing. Yeah, it's talking about providing their, their clothing. Don't, don't I, do you think I look good today? <laughs> well, none of these clothes did I pick out or buy. That tells you anything. <laughs> that says you're married all the right? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, so that's what you think the modern day equivalent of this is? Works willingly with her hands. What about that part? She's not a princess. She gets in there and gets the work done. She's not a princess. She makes the clothes, clean the house, do the duties. Actually, she's if if we know if we're right about who this is, she's not a princess. She's a queen. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Caleb said to me once. He said, "Don't." He's like, "Don't you?" Why? He's like, don't you not want to be a, uh, don't you want to be a man? He said, I was like, no, God, I was like, no, God made me a woman. He's like, he's like, yeah, but you have to do all the work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. You have to do everything. I was like, okay. (laughs) Observe it. Well, there you go. So, hey. Yeah. Yeah. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. What kind of willing work would fit that woman today? What do you mean? Like, well, I'm asking you. Anything. Like, <laughs> every, if he's everything. Like, like Caleb said. Like Caleb said, every, yeah, you have to do everything. Like, Whatever it takes. Yeah. Cooking, yeah. washing, cleaning, everything. That's about the yard. There's nothing yeah. out of the oh, scope. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Okay. All right. So. The dog throws up? Yeah. Like, they're going to be like, oh, I can't, no. I can't do it. Yeah. The kid throws up? Mom. Like, like. <laughs> we get married, so we don't have to play with the dog throw up. Yeah. Yeah, right James. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. You know, that, that letter, if I didn't know better, it sounded like a kind of a setup, you know. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean, you know, look at all look at all the things you do, and now he's setting you up for more of the same. And hey, it's my life. I signed, up. I signed up for it. You did. You did. You did. I finalized the contract, if I remember right. So, a lot of ladies do not want to be, really are not glad they are a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mary? Yeah, I was thinking back in all, all different countries, they're so different. Like in Jamaica, the wife do everything, all the cooking and cleaning and taking care of kids. Husband don't do nothing like that. In America, I was surprised in America to see men cooking. You know, helping their wife cook. I was like, really? I you. <laughs> Jamaica, you don't find a man going to teach him to cook. Are you crazy? No, unless it's changing now since I left, but no way. The wife have to do everything. Look about the children, come the here, be them, do whatever. They don't do anything like that. Well, which one or two or three of you did Lisa make arrangements with to come and cook tomorrow, her home team, since she's not going to be here? 
she may not. She doesn't. She probably does realize how good she has it. She knows you can cook good, so she can cook. She knows she can cook. See, that's the thing. Men cook. Hey. That's why I'm teaching kids. Like in Africa, in Nigeria. Are you crazy? Yeah, I know. Let me share something quick with you guys. My, my um, daughter-in-law, sister, married to a Nigerian guy, she got pregnant, she had uh, twins, and she there feeding one baby, and the other baby crying, and she said, honey, don't you hear the baby crying? Oh, I don't do babies. <laughs> she changed him, my dear. She said, really, you don't do babies? Guess what? You start doing babies after that. It's <laughs> <laughs> baby. He should help with it. You know, that's how they are. So in America, it's so different, you know. Yes. And, you know, Josh and I actually had this conversation, and I think that a lot of women in America struggle with this. Yeah. We don't know our place because we started getting told and taught that we're just as independent as men and we're just as important and we can do anything that men can do and we have forgotten that our place is at home to be the wife to raise the children to do those things so it's a struggle for a lot of women to set aside that independence and and realize that if you read the bible it tells you that your place is to be supportive of your husband to be there with him to do these things so that he can do these things and I think that's I think that's why a lot of women are the way that they are because yeah. that's all they're told is you go do this you don't need a man no actually you do that's why yeah there was Adam and there was Eve because Adam couldn't do it by himself you know he needed Eve it wasn't Adam and Steve I'm <laughs> <laughs> concerned sometimes but you know no, thank That's you. <laughs> you were raising your hands, and I was just thinking, what could you possibly want to say to that? I started to, and I was like, no, I should, I should just sit yeah, here quietly. Biblically, there is a balance in there. A lot of guys, you know, the, the, thought, the thought was, how do you take care of your wife? Well, you keep her barefoot and pregnant. That's how you do that. Yeah. <laughs> No, I see that flew over like a lead balloon. Yeah. There is a, a thought within Christian circles that a woman working outside the home is something you just dare not do. And there's a lot of reasons that are brought up. Well, you know, usually when women find a, a boyfriend or what outside their home it's at the office or it's some kind of work related something or other which is not really a good not really a valid argument because if if somebody's going to do that they're going to do it anyway it's not it's not that uh, this virtuous woman is contributing uh, considerably to the income of their household. She is, uh, we'll see a, a bunch of stuff going on here. 
mostly it's mostly it's business since she's running it. Uh, works both ways. Uh, Lisa has, uh, for the last 30 years, worked beside me in ministry and in business. Uh, there was a day when, you know, we had people to pay and we couldn't collect until the job was finished. And there was a time that uh, she was right there with me painting out the finish work on a project so we could collect it and and pay people and get paid ourselves. She didn't have to do a lot of that. She talks about it like she had to do a lot of it. <laughs> but she didn't really have to do a whole lot of that. But she did. She stepped up and did, you know. It's kind of like what your answer was, uh, whatever it takes. That's it. This is woman's work and this is man's work. And that really, really doesn't exist. But some people think it does. There is a support of it. Yeah. Yeah, Josh, go ahead. There's uh, with this with the, the woman supporting her husband. Like I was telling her, I don't I don't think women understand how much weight that takes off their husband mm-hmm. when they do what the Bible tells them to do. Because when like when she's supporting me and she's taking care of the house and take care of this, take care of that, that allows me to do my job better. And since she's been doing that, I've been able to separate and get her completely out of the business. She's not hardly doing anything in the business anymore. But that's because she's supporting me and doing everything she needs to be doing, which allows me to do my job. Okay. All right. So, like, there's, the Lord made it to where there's a certain balance, and it's set up that way. And if you just do it the way he says do it, it's, it's amazing the, the weight that he's taken off of both people's shoulders. Would you say there's a standard for this is what women do versus this is what men do? Is there a biblical standard for that? No. Yes. Okay. Well, what is this? too heavy for me to lift, but it has to be pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I drove a wrecker for about two years. Carrying Cool. Josh? So, how we did, I don't know if this worked with it, but we took, and the Bible says, you know, the woman's to be in the home, and the man's to be outside the home, so we took that and said, okay, let's see who's better at what. And we decided, I'm better at this, or you're better at that, and we worked with those parameters to see where we fit together. There's some things that has to do with the business that I'm not very good at. And some things has to be home that I'm a little better than she is. So we kind yeah. of intermingle it to make whoever's best at this and best at that work together. Well, I think your answer is found in a place that uh, most people don't consider that where the answer is. But God made Eve. He didn't make Eve for himself. He made Eve for Adam. That's what he said. When he did that, what was his criteria? He told us. For his helpmeet, do you make her for his helper? Helpmeet. Helpmeet. Is that proper that she's a helpmeet? How's the grammar supposed to work on that? She's a helpmeet for him. What's the word meat mean? We just talked about it. Measure? Is it meat like a measure? Meat, meat is mean good. Meat? There. Fitting, fitting for him. God made Adam a helper fitting for him. This is the criteria. And and Josh, what you said was very close to what that definition is. A helper that's fitting for someone is someone who takes up the slack in areas where she's needed or where she's 
maybe better. Is that what working willingly with your hands fits perfectly in? I think that probably does, yeah. And also the doing good and not evil because yeah, a lot. I think a lot of times, like when someone else is better at something than than someone else, like they can tend to like you know put them down instead of lifting them up. You know, yeah. Yeah. the marriage, in context of marriage, like you want to you want to use your strengths to make each other better. You know, I've experienced both sides of that in my yeah. life, and I won't, don't think I'll have to tell you which side I liked better. Uh, men don't do well being put down ladies on the other hand handle that much better than men should never have to handle it but they do many of you have been put down in, in all kinds of different ways through your life that's just wrong I mean it's, it is but which probably makes ladies a little tougher than most men when it comes down to it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know that very many men would want to agree with that, but it's the truth is what it is, regardless. So she will do him good, not evil. She seeks wool and flax, works willingly with her hands. This next verse talks about. Uh, the lengths that she will go to get this right, and you tell me how this—you tell me how this relates to today. She is like the merchant ships; she bringeth her food from afar. Now I realize we have fun with that talking about she she barbecues because she brings her food from the far, but uh, that's. Not what it's deals. talking about. She goes, I was going to say bargains yep. and not. Yeah, I've already done it. She does her due diligence. Yeah. Get that pork marked down. Hey, now. It tastes good, doesn't it? Where do merchant ships get their merchandise? The cheapest there you can get it. From a bar, pork. From a bar. <laughs> do merchants buy retail? No. No, no they don't. Do they buy in small quantities? No. No large? No, they don't. Yeah, but how is this woman like, it says she is like the merchant's ships. How is she like a merchant's ship? She goes out and get make good deals. It's bringing the food. She's bringing the food. Okay, that's that's a very general similarity. She but knows where to get the best prices on the best produce. She knows where to get the best deals. And she... It's not necessarily in the neighborhood. No. She goes. She goes wherever she has to go to get it. Right. In bulk. In bulk. She's not. She's probably not buying in small quantities. So she's not like trying to do like a quick gratification. Like just. Yeah. Go, yeah. She goes to the corner store. Yeah. You know, like she's That's what guys are for. I'm hungry. I'm gonna buy this thirty dollars. Yeah, exactly. Right here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Out and I have to go here and I can get this for this amount and this will last this long. And she's she's planning. She's figuring out uh, what she's going to need, and she's going to have to figure out. She's going to have to figure out what will, what will keep and what won't. Doesn't do any good to buy the best whatever and have it spoiled before you can use it. And I'm pretty sure she did not have a freezer or a refrigerator. Man, can you imagine what it'd be like living without a refrigerator now? 
<laughs> we are spoiled rotten. rotten. <laughs> Some of us are just rotten, but all of us are spoiled <laughs> rotten. You gotta learn to smoke the meat. Yeah. Learn to smoke the meat. Yeah. We grow up like that in us, so we know about that. Yeah. You smoke the meat. In days before our generation, jerky was a big, uh, a big item. You know, it's like eggs. You can, if you don't clean the eggs, you can put them on the counter. They last a long time. For months. And you just you don't know that because we grew up in refrigerators, so you watch yeah. the eggs put in refrigerators. You know, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that can last on the counter. Yeah, in the refrigerator that we don't know. That's about. fact. And everything did not have an expiration date back then. Right. No states. Right. So you judge cheese by the bowl. <laughs> the nearest thing I can compare to, to today's expiration dates is uh, is what it says on the shampoo bottle. Wash, rinse, repeat. <laughs> it's on there for, for the money, yep. not for your protection yeah, or your... You and Lisa kind of oh, we do, we do. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if, if it's that expiration date's on there... I, mean, I don't even look at that expression on cans or something. No, that's... You eat a couple of bad deals of food and you start looking at the expedition, it's a little harder. I've had food poisoning, and I'm pretty pretty sure it was not ever because of an expiration date. Yeah. <laughs> you can usually smell that. Yeah, because an expiration date could say, especially like meat and things at the store, you can buy it and it could say that it's going to be good for the next week, and you get it. In fact, most most marriages have an expiration date. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know my. Jordan <laughs> called me just the other day and says, because his his son. It, doesn't hardly drink milk and stuff. It's hard. So he, I told him about the canned milk and water and Cairo and everything. And he does really good on it. And he was at his mom's and he forgot to bring some extra canned milk. He says, it's got an expiration date of 2021. I said, it's canned milk. It's fine. I'm not using it. He's going to be sick. I said, do you know how many years people keep canned goods? <laughs> That's why <laughs> he wouldn't use it. He had to go down to the corner store and buy something. You know, maybe, I, I don't, maybe I'm speaking out of turn because, I, like Clarissa, I did not get permission to share this. So. <laughs> <laughs> not very long ago, uh, the question came up between us that uh, the expiration dates on our medications, are, they're always expired. I mean, they're, you know. And Lisa said, she actually said, you think it, you think it, you think it cause any trouble if, if I took this because it's past the expiration date. I, I'm sure I rolled my eyes. I shouldn't do that, but uh, I said, no, it's not going to hurt you. It's and so we googled it. There actually are a couple that will turn toxic. Oh, well, they might be, but there's all that stuff, but. But most medications uh, are are good way way past their expiration date oh, yeah. on them, and we reading all those things, and I got to be right that day. <laughs> I should have put it on the calendar so we could celebrate it every year. <laughs> See, that's how they yeah, it's, it's just like the repeat on the shampoo bottle. You don't need to do it twice. You, you just need to use more shampoo so they'll make more money. You run out faster. <laughs>